bow our heads for a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks this day for all that you do for us and for all that you give. And we pray that you would keep us mindful that we are your children in the waters of baptism and that you have called us to serve you with our whole lives. Be with us as we worship and pray and sing and fellowship together this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Today is the last Sunday in the season of Epiphany. We call it the transfiguration of our Lord, and it's all about being transformed. Our Old Testament lesson today deals with Moses and his death. And it's interesting that when we look at Moses, we know that as God leads him to the top of Mount Nebo and and near Pisgah, that that God shows him the whole land and all of the land that he's going to give to his people. But but Moses himself, because of of a previous sin, is not allowed to enter into that land. This is the land of which I swore to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. I will give it to your offspring. I have let you see it with your eyes, but you shall not go over there. And so Moses, the servant of the Lord, died there in the land of Moab. Now, it's interesting because when you read the text, you see that Moses was 120 years old and that his eyes were not dimmed and his strength was not diminished, that he was still, as we would say, in the prime of health and in his life. And we say, oh, how horrible that he couldn't enter into the promised land. He's worked for so many years to guide the children of Israel out of Egypt. He dealt with Pharaoh face to face with all of the plagues. And for 40 years, he was with them as they wandered. And he can't go in because of sin. But what does God do? God takes him on that day, to the promised land. Home to heaven for eternity to live with him. This is a well done, good and faithful servant. This is a, you are entering the promised land, not because you've lived right and done it right, but because of my grace. It is a reminder that those who walk with God always reach their destination. Not by their own effort or strength, but rather by the grace of God who guides, who leads, who shapes, who molds. A God who kept Moses' eyes undimmed and his strength undiminished. 
Moses lived to 120 years by the grace of a loving God. In our epistle lesson today, we are reminded that God is the builder of all things. That God is the one who shapes our lives. God is the one who builds the church, who brings together a multitude of people and who gifts each of them with different skills and talents and abilities. Who endows the treasures of this earth upon them and who builds his kingdom through them. God indeed is the builder of all things. And we have a, a tendency to forget that in our lives. We have a tendency to think that this is something that we've done or we've accomplished. And we always need to step back and look and see what is God doing? And how is God working through me in my life to impact those around? And then we reach the gospel lesson. That wonderful story of the transfiguration or the transformation of Christ, where he is on the mountaintop with Moses and Elijah. And we see that he is transfigured and transformed. And it's, it's important to remember that as he's transfigured and transformed, this is not that something that, that comes to him from outside of him, but rather this is the inside changed from out. He, you know, that's what God does to us. He changes us from the inside out, and as Christ is transformed, we're seeing the inside of Christ coming out in the fullness of his glory as true God. And it's a reminder that that's how Christ works in our hearts and in our lives. That he changes us from the heart outwards, from the inside out. And he does it starting at the cross. He dies for us. He dies to wash us clean in his grace and mercy and his forgiveness by shedding his blood. And it's from our inside out that we begin to shine with the light of Jesus Christ in our lives, in our hearts. And as God envelops them in a cloud on that mountain, we hear those words, this is my beloved son. Listen to him. And that's really the challenge as we talk about our lives being transformed into his servants and serving him with all of our heart, soul, mind, and spirit. We do that by listening to his call and what it is that he would have us to do in using our gifts, our talents, and our abilities, and, and in, in, in reminding ourselves that it's our whole lives that belong to him. We have a tendency at times to think, I'll just give God a part of me. Or I'll just give him a little bit of this or a little bit of that. 
And when we think that way, and, and sometimes people have even kind of said that to me at times, I always want to come back to them with, okay, I understand what you're saying, but then can you tell me what part of Christ died for you? What little bit did Christ give to you? Was it his big toe? Or maybe his little finger? See, it was all of him. It was all of Christ that God sent into this world for us. And in his fullness, he died for us so that our lives might be transformed, that we might be changed, and that we might see who he is. And so we are encouraged by the word of God to, to be transformed, to, to not conform any longer to the patterns or to the designs of this world. And, and you got to remember the patterns and the designs of this world are all about separating us from God. It's all about trying to pull us away from the truth of who he is and, and what he's done. And so God reminds us that we are to be transformed by the renewing of our minds, by digging into God's word and learning and growing in our faith and more about him and understanding what his call is to, to serve him with our talents, with our treasures, with our time. And to change the world. One individual, one person, one soul at a time. You see, when we talk about stewardship, we talk about commitment. Yeah, we're going to go through the, the process and the motions of, of renewing our commitments today before God. But it's really about understanding that it's more than even this. It's all about living a transformed life in Christ. It's about knowing who we are as his children. And just like the butterfly comes out of an interesting caterpillar, and the transformation comes from within that cocoon, so we come from an interesting a sinner, and we are transformed by the waters of baptism and the power of the word working in that Holy Spirit. And Paul reminds us that we arise forth out of the tomb, out of death, into a new life. Transformed life, a transfigured life. Empowered to serve God with all of our heart, our soul, our mind, and our strength. And to live no longer for ourselves, but for Christ. And to live for him in whatever vocation he calls us to. And to wherever we find ourselves in life. But to always bear witness to Jesus Christ. And to not be afraid of the world. Moses, a life transformed by God. 
and life carried to salvation. And we, we are like Moses. One day we too shall see the promised land. And we shall know and see our Savior face to face. But while we are still in this world, our lives and our hearts are focused on Christ. And the things that we do and say and the ways that we raise our children, we're focused on Christ. And I guarantee you, like Moses, we're going to fail. We're going to fall short. We're going to say things that we wish we hadn't said or do things that we wish we hadn't done. But remember, heaven is not about how well you do it. Heaven is about Christ doing it for you. And so with thankful hearts, we focus on Christ, knowing that salvation is a gift from him, and that we live our lives in response to that love, living for him. Live a transformed life in Jesus' name. Amen. And now may the peace of God, which passes all of our human understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the true faith of God in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.